I'm Aunt Kelly Anakin. And I'm Molly of Mitchell Sanchez. We're here to take birth control and talk about The Handmaid's Tale. And we're all out of birth control. Thanks, Trump. This is Red All Over, your handy Handmaid's Tale recap. Blessed be the fruit. Oh my damn. Uh, may the Lord open. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, if you can't tell, we just watched... The Handmaid's Tale pilot. And oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh boy. Okay. So good. First, I I don't think I've ever seen a more beautiful episode of television. Man, I'm inclined to agree with you. Like, the coloring is so <sighs> amazing. The soundtrack is so effective. The foley work. I'm just such a sucker for good foley Jeez. work. And it's oh, real good. It is, man, just well done Hulu. Well done. Like, Everybody I feel like this it. is a game changer for Hulu. Well, honestly, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Again, it's so I'm going to tell good. you, you have to watch Harlots because Harlots is really beautiful, too, in a gross, like, awesome way. Okay. Um, I believe you. But, yeah, Hulu is getting theirs. Like, well done, Hulu. So we're going to take this episode to talk the very first episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my goodness gracious. Holy Toledo. Just incredible. And you know what? I gotta I gotta be honest. There was no part in my mind that ever considered the idea that it could be bad. I was just so optimistic. You know what? I Honestly, like, I agree with you. Like, for some reason, and I know we have a point of disagreement on top of the lake, <sighs> but, like, if Elizabeth Moss is involved, like, it's good. Totally. And, you know? And I liked her in Top of the Lake. It was... Everything else in the top I of the totally, lake. I totally... Look, like, I, I, I completely shit. understand why people wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um... I just like things that are horribly depressing, <laughs> and you are not almost 35 like me. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, you got me talk there. To me, talk to me when you're creeping up on your Ew. handmaid's retirement age, no. and the... Uh... <laughs> Jeez. That yeah. is another beautiful, beautiful show, though. God, I don't even know where to begin. Where to begin with this? So we... Oh, I mean, they got into it. It's... It's... <gasps> off Fred. <gasps> They pick a name. Yeah. They pick a name wow. for her. They take a stand. They uh, take a stand and her name is June. Her name is June. All right. I, I just like that somewhere like Margaret Atwood is like, okay. No, <laughs> Margaret Atwood is in this. Yeah. Margaret Atwood is standing off camera during her cameo at the Red Center. So uh, we're getting, I guess we're not going chronologically. Why but should, no, you know what? Margaret Atwood never goes chronologically. True that. True that. We're so- just emulating Aunt Max. <laughs> Margaret Atwood's cameo in this, I believe. I It was reason, her. Her hair is so sardonic. Yeah. <laughs> so Margaret Atwood is in the scene at the Red Center where uh, Offred is not pointing at Janine. And she smacks the shit out mm-hmm. of her. So uh, Margaret Atwood, I like to think, they're like, hey, what do you what do you want to do? And she's like, I'm a backhand Peggy. Yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I need oh, to get man. this. <laughs> I'm I still upset say- that she ended up with that guy from the art department. <laughs> I need to slap Oh, her. you don't like Stan? I like Stan. Okay. And the more I rewatch it, the more I'm like, oh, they've kind of been hinting this. Yeah. But I would but... rather, I wanted her to go with Joan, start their own agency. Yeah. Everybody be happy, but whatever. You know what? I just, that shot of her with the hentai painting, like, <laughs> yes. come on, what else do you want out of life? I have that and a pin. 
<gasps> what? I'll show you after this. Uh, shout out Weirdo Weapons that makes oh really awesome God. pins. And the pin that I have is Peggy with a cigarette walking out. I desperately... I need one of those for me, and I need one for, for Tom. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> I'll show you where to get them. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, um, okay, anyway. So, so her name is June. Her daughter's name is Hannah. Which I haven't had a chance to... That is not... A, no, it's no? not book canon. No, I oh. know. But it's not like a... What's the me- What's the significance of Hannah? Of the name Hannah? Well, it's a palindrome. It's the same okay. forwards and backwards. No, I know. <laughs> I, ma'am, don't palinsplain me. I fucking know what a palindrome I'll is. I'll only palinsplain you, which is where I explain oh. the plot of A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> I thought it was going to be how you explain, like, how close Russia is. Yeah, also going rogue. (laughs) Or, like, where you explain how to use a a ski machine. I also do an impression of Julianne Moore doing an impression of Sarah Palin doing an impression of Tina Fey doing Sarah. Like, it's just, oh, it's like I incept Sarah Palin. (laughs) Gross. Um, So what I think is scary about this right off the bat is where um, the book allows you to kind of marinate in things because it's the book starts the action in the Red Center at night. Well, and this thing happens in the book for ever ever and this throws you in the deep end of the action it's honestly like the difference between slow like dawn of the dead uh zombies and fast 28 days it's like it's so much scarier because it starts so quicker so much quick. I like quick. I like that you just said 28 <laughs> Days Zombies because now I'm like mashing up 28 Days and 28 Days Later and like Vigo Morgan- Mortensen is a fast zombie <laughs> Oof. who plays Major League Baseball. I'm into it. I'm into it. I genuinely do not know what the difference is between those, sh- those movies. Um, we'll discuss this offline uh, because that's hilarious. But it's star- I just don't care. I get n- movie names confused. So it starts off with her and Luke and Anna, I guess, um, running and from Luke the And Luke is popo. black in this? Yeah. It's so great. I think that was a great choice of them to be like, nah, we've got so much to talk about. We can't talk about the racial cleansing that was going on no, as well. well. And uh, from my perspective, then you're not creating employment opportunities for people of color. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I think we can all agree we've told enough stories about ethnic cleansing. <laughs> if I hear one more ethnic <laughs> cleansing story, I swear to God. <laughs> If I had a nickel for every ethnic cleansing story, I would donate them all to the Museum of African Diaspora. Do you hear me? (laughs) God. So it's very scary right off the bat. Oh, my God. And (sighs) it's just so terrifying. And um, it seems like they come down pretty hard on Luke being dead. I know. I was in this surprised. first pilot. I mean, that cuts out a lot of Offred's musings Which later on. Which kind of bothers me because I think that's an interesting thing to think about. But maybe I they agree. do it. Maybe they do it to more easily justify her affair with Nick later in the series. Maybe, but I think that's I don't know. Sex is complicated, guys. Yeah. Like, hey, America. <laughs> I know we're all still working through our puritanical daddy issues, but. Her affair with Nick is much more interesting if Luke might still be alive. Yeah. Um, well, I think the whole thing is kind of much more interesting if she's constantly looking for Luke the way that she's looking yeah, for Moira. I agree. I and her daughter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Hannah, I guess. Um, <laughs> the Okay, let's talk about the one thing that didn't work for me. Okay. Which is the aging down of the commander and Serena Joy. Yes. Which... We knew this would probably be an issue. Right. So we flagged this early, but it's <laughs> surprising to me how much it doesn't work for me. Well, I because think- I so want Serena Joy to be a gargoyle. And I think Joseph Fiennes, they made me not want to have sex with him. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, 
Ugh. They do. They well, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'm just thinking about the ceremony, and it is so much worse than you imagine. That's what's so interesting about the way that they do it in this show is that you don't really see anything sexual. You just see the movement of mm-hmm. things sexual, and that makes it so much worse. Well, but I mean, they don't see. I mean, the whole <sighs> ceremony is designed for you know he's fully clothed, right. she's fully clothed. Right. They're not supposed to see anything. No, sexual. I know, and I'm not saying that the book sexualizes it because I don't think it does but it's the just book when you me, see it it's so much more me brutal checks out like the book doesn't describe it at all really right I mean comparatively speaking I know I'm just saying that like my imagination was I, I don't know I, I think it was was beautifully jarring mm-hmm. in this this TV show uh the grossest moment I've probably seen on TV ever. Joseph finds wiping his dick off. Joseph finds, Joseph finds wiping, wiping his, his dick, dick off. off. Disgust. Oh, disgusting. And I was. It pr- makes me want to not have sex anymore. I know. I know. Guys, I know. if you have sex with me and you need to wipe your dick off, <laughs> go somewhere else and Don't do it. Don't do that. Because I've now been scarred forever <laughs> by Hulu. Uh, the 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 thing I was bracing myself for, which thankfully didn't happen, was I know that. You know, she makes her leave real quick right after. And so I was, like, bracing myself to see, like, Elizabeth Moss kind of, like, come waddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, pardon me for being so crude, but, like... I love the word come waddle. Come waddle. I've never called it that, and I'm now wondering how you I've lived this long. Come Where you're, like, like, closing your vagina so tight to, like, hopefully you don't, It's like, like okay, it. all right, it's this far from the bed to the bathroom. <laughs> Gotta go dump this out. <laughs> the human body is truly a disgusting miracle. Uh, so lovely to be a woman. That's not how that song goes. Oh, whatever. I don't care. I'm sorry. I love mm. Anne Margaret. Bye. <laughs> Hello, patio. What? That's from that's from Mad Men when they remix the Bye Bye Birdie song oh, to be about patio. I did not. Okay, I did not. Okay, full disclosure. Have we talked about this? I didn't watch the first three oh. seasons of Mad Men, and I never will. Wow, you came in at Mad Men at a, like a real boring time. Um, no, man. Because, like, I don't give a fuck about Betty Draper. Whoa. Do not care. Except for Fat Betty, because somebody made no. that video that's like, oh, Fat Betty, blam, blam, oh, Fat <laughs> Betty, blam, blam. It's my favorite. Oh, that's horrible. I have to see two of Two of my favorite internet videos of all time is the Fat Betty video. And then, this is gone. Like, you can't find it anymore. That's horrible. But some dude did... Like, uh, the Mad Men theme song with words. Oh! And it was like, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men, Mad Men. Because there's an SNL sketch where they do that, too. But they they add more words. They're like, Mad Men, Mad Men, cigarettes, cigarettes, Uh, smoking, smoking. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, wow. Okay, This well, was never just mind. some rando. This was just some dude. And then, like, the verse was like, Roger, Peggy, <laughs> Don, Betty. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Mad Men. Okay. Yeah, because we kept calling her Peggy. I know. Every time, every time anything happened, we were like, run, Peggy! Go, Peggy, go! <laughs> Kick the shit out of that guy. It's weird because they always think of Elizabeth Moss as Peggy, and yet she's, like, not, like, typecast exactly. No. I mean... I would say she does always do really depressing shit. Yeah, that's where the only kind of type horrible and sexual happens like to her. A very she, yeah, jeez, she's she's always, she's like the poster child of sexual trauma in the twenty first century. This is why I want that Elizabeth Moss bubble bath puppy movie that I've been watching forever because <laughs> I want she, her to have a fun. Can time. Can she also be eating a cupcake? Yes, I want her to be like full Hannah Horvath in the bath with a cupcake. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
<laughs> some puppies nearby because oh. I just I want the best for her and I know she's a good actress but I want just one day for her to show up on set and they'd be like we got the bubble bath we got the puppies we got the cupcakes have a good day Emos maybe we should do this as a funnier die video okay perfect then you can have your dream and she can keep doing what she's doing that's fine that's fine what yeah else? so anyway so the aging down yeah that bothered me as well but I think the woman who plays uh, Serena Joy, Yvonne Strenskvosky, sorry, Yvonne, um, <laughs> is like she, listening. she does a good a good job of conveying that like very stern gravitas, but also very sad inside. But I don't buy her as a televangelist. No, nor do I. So I and we don't get into that in this episode. So it's not clear if they're gonna hang on to that part of things. But uh, the the um the thing I said to you when we were watching this was that perhaps. Because she's so young, it's supposed to be like, no, even young women are infertile. I mean, that's the point. I mean, that's stated explicitly in the text. No, no, no. I know. But I'm just saying that, like, the commander is old in the book and Serena Joy is old in the book. So mm-hmm. it's like, nah, they're they're withered. Like, they don't. It's mm-hmm. fine. But I, I mean, I, I just think it's more interesting if they're old. But yeah, I think your mileage a- may vary. Yeah. <laughs> I think Joseph Fiennes does a good job of portraying that, like, ooh, excuse me, don't mind me, just just here. He's like, oh, he looks he looks to me like he has herpes. That's <laughs> how I would... Like, that's how I would... That? Well, there was, like, a weird thing by his lip, first of all. Like, <laughs> telltale sign. Uh, no, he just... He was, he, he was skeezy. Uh, okay. I, he struck me as very skeezy. He was giving you a real herpy vibe. <laughs> he was giving me a real herpy vibe. <laughs> Herpender. Oh, man. <laughs> I love the choice to let the handmaid, let all the women talk more. Yes. Which is so interesting. Because they, you know, when they're talking in their, like, proscribed way, it's all very, you know, blessed be the fruit, very mm-hmm. formal. And then, you know, they're saying things like, like she's, uh, Alfred's talking to Alma. Well, yeah. June. Her name is June. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, June is talking to Alma from the Red Center, and she's like, you know, oh, so-and-so had a miscarriage. And she's like, that sucks. That sucks. And it's just so jarring. It's so it's great. It's so jarring, but it's so funny. And it's I think it's needed because in the book, so much of the, you know, exposition comes from Alfred's thoughts. Yeah. And so here, because you can only do voiceover so much or you're the Wonder Years. But I think they know. do a good job with, I was glad that they didn't sacrifice the voiceover because no. to me, the first person internal monologue is such an important part of the story. Yeah. Also, I think this version of Alfred is funnier and smarter than the book. Oh my God. Let's just take a second to acknowledge some of Alfred's She best got quotes. jokes. She's she got, jokes got jokes and jokes and jokes. The first best one is when Nick, who is hot in this version, oh, let's not oh, get into this just oh, yet because I want to uh, finish uh, this thought. But so, oh, you're blue balling me. Hold you're blue balling me, Sanchez. Hold on to it. Nick says, like, oh, you're going to go to the market. And she kind of nods, but in her head, she goes, no, I'm going to knock a few back at the oyster bar and see you later. I'm like, oh, it, damn. I'm like, Alfred came to play. I am here for pithy Alfred. This I'm is so it's here so for great. It. But I mean, yeah, Elizabeth Moss is not somebody who can play dumb. I don't think. No, you know, or what? even mediocre intelligence. Definitely not. In nothing I've seen her in has she been any less than very very smart. Yeah, she's oh god, she's um, great. Can then we why is she a Scientologist? 
Jesus. Because Molly, <laughs> just kidding, Emos, religion it's not is for really, me to judge. Really confusing. It's not for me to judge. Emos. It's not for you to judge. I know. And you know what? Oh my! Look, Fred Armisen really did her wrong. Oh, you know what, Emos? I don't care what you are doing. I'm on your side, and fuck Fred Armisen. Yeah, you know, Jesus. he just Beck's also. It's there's plenty of nice Scientologists out there. You know, Beck is a Scientologist. Beck is a Scientologist. Oh man, he was raised in the church. Well, that's not his fault. It's not. Uh, no. And that's. And I think that's how Emos is, okay. too. All right, Emos. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm like, what are you going to do? Not talk to your parents forever? Of course. And I really am trying in my whole life not to jeopardize my chances at friendship with Elizabeth because <laughs> I think she's a treasure to this earth. And it's not for me to judge her. But anyway, uh, the second, my second favorite Offred quip is where she says, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. This is the darkest thing ever is when they're looking at the wall and she's like a priest a doctor and a gay man i've heard that joke before oh my god we both flipped out we flipped out we're like those videos where they show um people on the street magic and they they (laughs) lose their minds that's what i was like through most of this pilot um this is not a quip but this was my favorite quote i don't need oranges i need to scream (sighs) oh I have never heard a more vital summation of my internal monologue in my entire life. That's going to be my uh, my I am away message from now on. (laughs) God, I miss the days when everybody had an I am away message. What was yours? Oh, God, I changed mine all the time, but my favorite one was a quote from Train Spotting. Uh-huh. Personality, that's what keeps a relationship going throughout the years. Uh, like heroin. Heroin's got great fucking personality. <laughs> and I never did heroin. I just loved that quote. But I did love cigarettes, so it was kind of the it same works. thing. My- Speaking of which, Serena Joy still smokes in this. That's good. So, like, A+. Plus. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Oh, what also, was your what was your I am my away I am away message? Uh, mine was because I would only use I am to like talk to dudes who were ignoring me. So. Yeah, I would talk on ICQ to Brazilian guys Ooh. who were really into me. Yeah, so mine so mine was like very passive aggressive. It was uh, from Fleetwood Mac song. It's like you're busy with your world. How I wish you were busy with mine. Right. <laughs> like, uh. Notice me. <laughs> Notice me, Horton. <laughs> we're such we're uh, we're such girls. We did sing Rent in this apartment. We did sing Rent <laughs> in this apartment. <laughs> Would you light my candle? What are you staring at? Okay, we, <laughs> we can't. We do cannot. This again. We cannot turn this we because do- we will sing all of Rent and not be oh stopped. My God, we will not. We will not be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite quote, it's not an off-red quote, it's actually an Alma quote, and I lost my damn mind when she she asks uh, Offred what, what her posting is, and she says, and Alma goes, fancy pants. Right? I was dying. Oh, and we do hear what the commander and Serena Joy's last name yes, is. It I, is Waterford. I wonder. Like the crystal. Oh, not to be confused with Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> My other yeah, favorite quote. Gotta, is, I want to really research like why that's significant because yeah. it's well, it's, you know, really... like I mean, the think pieces will be thick on the ground. Oh, girl, they'll cannot, be so thick. I cannot ground. wait for the think pieces on this. They are brewing. Do you realize as we are recording this, someone is like furiously typing like that part. And Somebody the is furiously. Like, <laughs> They're just going ahead. And they're just like hoovering nipples of Venus. Just hoovering. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, 
Kelly, I love that you get oh, all my nerd references. Girl. When we were talking before we even started recording this, like, we finally get to make book jokes <sighs> that other people get. Heaven is book jokes that are appreciated, <sighs> honestly. So if you're, <sighs> I, you are listening, you are helping me feel better about it my book jokes. It is like sinking into a hot tub full of tapioca and book <laughs> jokes. Now that you, now that everybody likes me, go back through my Twitter feed and like my Merchant of Venice uh, tweet because that oh, did not get as much as girl, much credit as it should have gotten. I gave you all. Did I? You did. I, did I? You're the only it? person it so funny. in the world that liked that joke. That's and because the Merchant of Venice is a bullshit play <sighs> that is hilarious. Yes, agreed. So my other favorite quote <laughs> was thinking can hurt your chances. Oof. And I don't know if that's about getting pregnant or just life or both. Well, I think it's more of the idea that like you shouldn't examine anything too closely because if you just are like fucking somebody like- get me a time machine. I think 6-year-old <laughs> Kelly needs to hear this. <laughs> but it's more of the it's I think it's actually like that quote from early on in the book is like ignoring is harder than ignorance because it takes effort mm-hmm. to ignore and it's I think it's it's like that it's like keep pushing down these troubling thoughts if you don't think about this too much you're safe yeah yeah you're I mean you're like that's like kind of the heaven that Janine has found is just via like insanity or total Kool-Aid drinkage you know yeah can we talk about Janine oh they did such a good they did brutal they did such a good job and this is interesting too because in the book she loses her eye much later that's right. I forgot. And that she loses scene. both eyes. Yes. I believe. She I'm- loses both of her eyes after her baby is a shredder in the book. Oh, Here, she loses it in the red center because she's brought in at the same time as off red slash June. And Moira's already there, which is a change from the book. Mm-hmm. Because in the book, Moira gets brought in later. Mm-hmm. But Janine is like doing a lot of back chat and <laughs> Aunt Lydia tases her. Which is very scary because it's in so the book, scary. in the book, all the violence against the handmaids happens, you know, off. Page. Yeah, it's very Greek. So they come back hurt, mm-hmm. and this was so terrifying because when you read Aunt Lydia, like you know, Aunt Lydia is dangerous, mm-hmm. but, but in they here, usually talk she's about full on trunchbull in this. Oh like, god, the whole character yes. design is the trunchbull, one billion percent. And we were watching it with Mitchell, your owner, <laughs> yes. and he was I like, was "She's gonna class. make her eat a cake." <laughs> That was pretty good. Good job, Mitch. But also, I was the one who flagged her as Trunchbull, so I'm going to also okay, take her, yeah. her Mitchell's jokes. I also want to say thanks, Mitch, for helping me set up the podcast setup today because we're recording remotely. We are. <laughs> or we're recording in yeah, the different Well, we're recording from studio. your apartment now. Yeah. That's right. It's, this is this is Studio West. <laughs> my my apartment is Studio East. In in our podcast, we call it uh, Studio 301. So nice. you're, you're joining us in the studio today. Oh, um, is that like Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? Yes, because <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I know. That's why I brought it up. You're great. Yeah, okay, so Janine... Well, oh, I just Janine. wanted to talk a Let's little bit more about Janine. About that. So right. Janine is in the Red Center, and they drag her out, and they bring her back, and she's got uh, gauze over her eye, and so Alfred is talking to Moira, and she's like, what? And Moira just says, if thy right eye offends thee, pluck it out. And <sighs> so we've extended, because they're in the book, they're very, like, don't mess up their faces. Yeah, they say it But explicitly. in the TV show... They put eyes and faces clearly in the same category as hands and feet. You don't need them for Jeez. our purposes. And then we see Janine later mm-hmm. as of Warren, although we don't know that that's her name. Because they move the salvaging way up. 
<sighs> the salvaging happens in the pilot oh my God. rather than near the end of the freaking book, which I think is important. It kind of makes me worry how we're going to build because that's such a big part in the book. My feeling is that there's going to be a second salvaging. I think that to an extent they needed us to understand the brutalism Absolutely. that's under the kind of... I mean, and granted, you see the wall and the wall is so much oh, closer to them. Geez. I've always envisioned it as being very high and far away. Maybe because of the cover of the book. The, yeah. The cover exactly. of the book makes it look like it's, but like they're walking by it and it's like you are spitting distance from these corpses. Totally. Which is so scary. And they're using, I think they used something different in the book, but they're using the pink triangle for gay people yeah. that they execute, which uh-huh. is, you know, Nazi shit. So. It's really scary. Well, they actually, in the book they allude to, I don't remember if that was a sign for uh, gender traitors in the book, but yeah. in the book they talk about Jews being marked with the star. star. Yeah. So they're clearly, she's trying to make that reference, yeah. I think. Yeah. And the part, they moved up quite early the part about Janine having a breakdown at the center. Yes. Uh, which and I think is so beautiful and terrifying. It's so hard to watch. It's and so hard to watch. You know who's easy to watch is G.D. <laughs> Samira Wiley. Marry me, Samira. Please. She's killing it. She's, she's doing so, so great. Oh my god. And she's just, she's such a bright light in everything mm-hmm. that she's in. And like to have her in this world that is so brutal. And the scene between her and June, when June finds out that she, or she thinks that she's pregnant. And like, uh-huh. you get this more more context on the infertility crisis. Yeah. Because Which June is, is telling her like, oh, like five women at my office have had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And one of them had a had the baby and then he died. Yeah. Um, that kind of brings to mind the thing that they talk about in the book about the early days. They're like, all these things happen to other people and they yeah. keep happening to other people and and not to us. And so that that's very good. Um I'm 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 I would be curious to know how Samira Wiley thinks that this character is different from Pusey in Orange is a New Black because she so plays far, them very similarly. They're very similar feeling and and that's not a bad thing because i think pusey is much more wisecracky definitely that's true pusey is sillier and than i think moira is more of a pussy hound <laughs> i don't know i uh pusey is you're Pusse, right she's not promiscuous pusey loves a relation mm. moira loves that pussy god yeah oh. that's true fair enough she loves it oh how about this this might be an interesting way to pivot into this in the TV show, Off Glen, played by uh, Alexis Bledel. Off Glen's gay. And I don't think I in the know. book that no. I don't think she well, is. Well, I mean, it was 1989. Like, Margaret Abbott might not have even realized that gay women existed. Of course she does, because there's <laughs> Moira, you I know. Weirdo. Oh, right. <laughs> I know, but Moira always struck me as, like, I don't know, just, like, not, like, you know, but, I mean, like, gay marriage wasn't a thing. You know right. what I mean? Like, just right. Okay. people, I'm sorry, people's overall conception of gay people has changed. I see. It's what I meant. So I apologize to Margaret Atwood and also the <laughs> lesbian community. <laughs> Namaste. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting choice. And uh, we get the revelation that Off Glen is uh, cool <laughs> er, er, earlier than but we do. She, not before we surprised. get to hear Emos being like, she's a pious little shit like a million times. And I am like, yes. I'm here for it. Talk shit about Off Glen. Okay, 
I feel like I've waited long enough. Can yes, we talk yes, about how hot Max Minghella is? Woo! Can we talk about how far we've come since Art School Confidential when we used to bump cunts? <laughs> you're, you're real waiting for that, huh? I love that's. I remember virtually nothing about Art School Confidential <laughs> except for that chick being like, we used to bump cunts. Ugh. Like, nobody says that. <laughs> if they do, I again apologize to the lesbian community. Please. Namaste. <laughs> Yeah, so he's very handsome. I believe I recognize him from the social network. I believe you know I've never seen the social oh, network. Oh, I, I, I'm inclined to think you would like it. I'm it's inclined. Really great. I typically enjoy David Fincher, and I really like Jesse Eisenberg. Me too. He's a great actor. He's a great actor, yeah. and like I, you know, I didn't see Batman v Superman because I don't hate myself. He's the only good. That's part what of I'm that. saying. Oh, like I just want Gal Gadot. I just want you know super cut of him as Lex Luthor because I loved how unhinged he was in oh, all the I'm previous. Sure it exists. Yeah, he's great. He basically I'm, plays. I'm real busy, Molly. I know. <laughs> I I got two podcasts. Woo. I did yoga today. Like, we did. We did so much we yoga. Just, we had. We such... were like baby bend over, <laughs> baby bend over. <laughs> we had such like a lady centric day, and I would advise all of you guys to do that before you watch any more Handmaid's. Yeah, Tales. because like, it's brutal. Really calm down and connect. So we went to yoga. We had breakfast cake, and tell now them, we're here. Tell them whose cookbook he made it out of. Oh, oh, <laughs> you. No, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> oh, you already know. I made a breakfast cake out of Chrissy Teigen's cookbook, Cravings, the best cookbook in the world. Um, it was real good breakfast cake. So shout out to Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy, you're the real OG. I'm your puppet. I love you, Chrissy. <laughs> Back to this very, very brutal show. Yes. Oh, my God. Though, on the real real, if I could pick who I got assigned to, I would be the handmaid for uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. <gasps> and we would do that, and then I'd be like, you guys, do you want to just hang out? And they would like, be, yes, and they would, like, they would be, like, really kind to you. They totally they, you know, they be like, you know what? Like, we're not really into this, but it's like, we all gotta go along to get Come along. Yeah. And, you know. And he'd be like, all of you, <laughs> it belongs to all of me. <laughs> uh, okay, can I skip ahead again? Yes. You don't own me. <gasps> what? Oh my god. Oh my god. Reed Milano. Reed Milano is the female director of this episode. Really? Dubs. Yes. Oh my god. Oof. So you're referring to the fact that the outro music mm-hmm. is You Don't Own Me, made popular by the First Wives Club. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I believe. <laughs> gonna sing you a Bette Midler medley. A Midler medley. <laughs> I think that's the second time we've said Midler medley. Uh, I say Midler medley at least once a day because oh. it's an inside joke that I have with my roommate. Oh, okay. So love you, Jackie. You my BFF. You but, are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Jackie. But you're right. What a crazy... Like, jarring. Like, it was so well done, I wanted to throw up. Like, you ever been so impressed by art that you want to puke? Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible. I have. I have been so impressed by art that I want fluids to come shooting out of every orifice. And I'm like, is this what being a man is like? (laughs) But I guess this is a great time to talk about the overall foley and sound design of the show, because it is phenomenal. It is like, it is such a sparing score start actually very similar to get out which i don't know if you saw i of course i have okay right good everybody who is a good person should see get out (laughs) (laughs) i was 
was reading a friend of, I think a mutual friend of ours, Amin, mm-hmm. went to go see Get Out, and he was posting that, you know, some, like, NPR white people were in the theater, like, right behind him, uh-huh. and after it ended, they were like, well, that wasn't a very good ending. And I'm like, what? what was the best ending? <laughs> Hurry up and die, oldies. I saw a tweet the other day that said, you know what's fucked up is the parents in Get Out are the kinds of people who would brag about seeing Get Out to the first black person they saw. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jordan Peele uh, Bay. is a genius. Yes. Good for you, Chelsea Good for Peretti. you, Chelsea Lock Peretti. Down. Good on you having his baby. Did you see her tweet about it the other day? Someone was like, gotta wonder how Chelsea Peretti's family felt when they saw uh, Get Out. And she goes, we were very hurt by that documentary, Get Out. <laughs> God, oh, I wish great. I was as funny as Chelsea Peretti. <sighs> Me too. <sighs> squad goals. Oh, <laughs> it's going to take a whole squad of women to be as funny as one uh-huh. Chelsea Peretti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, so the score <laughs> makes it so scary. And and just the use of the color red. Oh, man. The color in this show is so amazing. The, when they get into the salvaging, it is the most beautiful and terrifying thing I've ever seen. And I love the way that they get you into this mind set because it's like you're upset because Janine who is clearly around the fucking bend at this point yeah like Janine never recovers from her psychotic break at Ever. the red center and um so Offred is talking to Alma she's uh like oh like have you seen Moira and you know not since the red center and then Janine mm-hmm. and this is like a breach of protocol and I don't know totally I how I feel about it I agree but she's just like she's dead it's very, we'll never tell. <sighs> and anyway, so Offred has just found out that Moira is dead. According, according to, to Janine. <laughs> Which, she's a very unreliable narrator. Right. Janine is. Yeah. But she's very upset. And then Aunt Lydia brings out this guy who's been accused of rape. And it's the same as the book. He's accused of raping a handmaid who was pregnant, who uh, then miscarried. Right. Offred is the one who goes in first. Which is a departure from the book. She goes full FIFA and kicks the (laughs) shit out of this guy. Like, Like, she goes like Pele on this You see the blood. Oh. And it's very, uh, it's very 300. Yeah. (laughs) Again, another Mitchell (laughs) quote. Wow. He is one of the good ones. Wow. He's really supporting us in this podcast endeavor. He is. Uh, <laughs> except he calls it your little podcast. He does not. <laughs> I know he doesn't. <laughs> it's really more of a me thing to say. <laughs> have you heard my little podcast? Uh, we just have a little podcast. Me and some gal. We just have a little together. podcast. <laughs> a little podcast. A little rosé. Uh, I wonder well, if Serena I, Joy drinks rosé. Oh, Serena Joy <laughs> drinks rosé. She is just, she's sucking it down. Oh my God. Yeah. No, actually, if I was really to think about it, Serena Joy is like a white wine with ice cubes kind of uh, lady. <laughs> she's like the Giada. <laughs> I hate Giada so much. I dislike Giada. Every as well. time Giada, I don't know why I ever watch her show, but anytime I watch her show at the end when like her friends come over, I'm like, <laughs> you just hired these people on Craigslist. Like you have never met them. Cause like they're all like, oh yeah, like did you go to, you know, did you go to Maggie's baby shower? And she's like, do you want to know how to put fresh thyme in ice cubes? It's so easy. And I'm like, no one likes you. Giada, stop. Stop it, Giada. Stop it. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Well. Okay, and one thing I did not like again about Serena Joy, that's really the only thing I don't like, is they made it like this super text for her to be like, he's my husband till no. death do us part. That's in the book. I know, but I don't like it. <laughs> I like it because I don't it, it like contributes it. to what we were talking about when we read it, is that they make her sympathetic because she's hurt by this. But, like, in this society, it's not like he can divorce her and then marry a handmaid, can he? Of course not. But it's still the idea that there's this other woman, you know? And and that's, I mean, they, they say the whole idea that the handmaids don't get lotion is because of the wives' jealousy. She doesn't put the lotion on his skin. <laughs> Maybe I've just been polyamorous for too long. Nah. <laughs> I've been poly I've been down in these polyamory salt mines for so many years because <laughs> um, like on paper this seems fine to me <laughs> on paper I'm like yeah she can't get pregnant why not I'll talk about what's scary to me about this show so much more than the book is that in the book, I kind of got the impression that the town felt so different. Like, it was very, like, quiet, and Mm -hmm. the places they went, I was imagining them kind of like a Beauty and the Beast kind of marketplace, where it's just, like, (laughs) stalls and shit. Where it's like, there goes the baker with his tray, like always. The same old trainer is just That's why, like, but it's anachronistic, because that one lady's like, I need six eggs! And she has, like, 17 kids. Um, (laughs) Maybe she's a baby hoarder. That lady Maybe she's deaf. just going from town to town stealing other people's babies. <laughs> um, but what was scary about this one, I think, is that they had them in, like, a Piggly Wiggly, like a regular, like, supermarket. But I liked that. I, I loved that. I liked that a lot. And But I agree, because, like, it's coupons, not tokens. Like, when yeah. in the book, when they give them tokens, I imagine, like, wooden. Yeah, me too. You know, I, a wooden token. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then it was, it's... I'll tell you the scariest part of this show is that when you when I read Handmaid's Tale, it's like, hey, I wrote in like the 80s. Like, I don't know what the 80s are like, so I'm just imagining. The Have you watched The Americans? Because it's just like that. Nah. <laughs> I don't have time. Speaking of reds. <laughs> I don't know. America's falling apart. <laughs> uh, in the flashback when she's talking to Moira and Moira is late to dinner and she, she's like, fuck Uber. Like, I think I personally get a comfort sometimes because I'm like, None of this bad stuff could happen to me because apps exist and because all these like future things exist. Like it's like uh, when you watch horror movies, you're like, if somebody has a cell phone, none of this would happen. And we think that our modern stuff wow. keeps us safe, but it really doesn't. You're really out this. of touch, actually, because they well, no. But I mean, Get Out addresses that, and then there's another horror right. movie that I adore that's called Hush. I think it's called Hush. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's like the first horror movie that comes up. It's oh, about okay. a deaf woman who lives out in the country. It does such an excellent job of poking holes in that idea of like, oh, technology will protect you. It won't. Well, right. But I think like, I always think, yeah, you're right. That is true. And I am, uh, you know, I don't watch that many horror movies, but <laughs> it is scarier because it sets it well, squarely always, in our reality. I'm so, I'm so on the fence about referencing real things in TV shows, which mm-hmm. is weird. Because it dates it. But it's also, like, when I used to do theater, was my favorite thing was to do the sort of dramaturgical stuff. 
Mm. and be like, what's this reference, you know? I like what, that. What are lucky strikes? <laughs> um, you know, and figuring that out, but then sometimes it can date it. Right. But I do, what I do appreciate is that they brought it into this century before we even knew <laughs> that we would be living this reality. But Maybe that's just, what's making me well, more and I, scared. And, and I was scared because when in this scene, it's like she can't get through to Luke. And she's like, oh, it's terrible, you know, cell reception in Essex. And I'm like, is this like the beginning of the end? Like, is it, is, is this, you know, where society, yeah. is this Fear the Walking Dead when The that, Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> when that scene started, I thought they were going to try to pay for dinner and not be able to use their cards. That's yeah, what I was I predicting. I didn't think that. No? <laughs> no, I mean, that... <sighs> that has to come later. It does. And I don't know why I'm saying that, because I thought the salvaging getting moved up worked really well, but it's like, to me... Fair enough. Legitimately, the two most horrifying things about this story are the lack of lotion and when they <laughs> freeze everybody's assets. <laughs> it is scary. It was making me think, as I was reading that part in the book, like, fuck, should I bury my money? <laughs> But I mean, if but the thing is, all of their currency had gone electronic. Exactly. Well, there's so many things in this book and in this series that I hope they address that are fucking chilling because it could so easily happen. Oh, totally. They talk about, and this is what I'm scared of, is they talk about how in the beginning when they kind of started rounding up women a Mm -hmm. little bit, there were marches. And then Mm -hmm. they said, and then there was kind of fewer and fewer Mm -hmm. marches. I'm like, oh, fuck. Who's going to the March for Science, you guys? I don't know. Wait, when is the March for Science? I don't know. Oh, this (laughs) is bad, Molly. And I went to work on Women's Day. So I'm part of the problem. I didn't, but I was with a man. Ooh. (laughs) That cancels it out. (laughs) It cancels it out. I I skipped work, but Uh, I was still... Participating. (laughs) I was participationing myself. Beautiful. And I think that is part of, I mean, not your fucking on International Women's Day, but the quote that, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, the, the quote is, ordinary is just what you're used to. This will be ordinary soon. And I'm worried that that's kind of happening to us a little bit. And that's what... I mean, that's always happening to us every day. I know. Take it from someone who's nearly infertile, Molly. <laughs> Speaking of Aunt Lydia, I want to talk about this moment where she gets so lit up about how the the handmaids are so lucky that they can have babies. And she sounds just like Magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show when she's like, lucky, lucky, we're all lucky. And I'm like, Aunt Lydia is so straight up terrifying in this. To me, the scariest Aunt Lydia part, I mean barring a cattle prod is the part during the salvaging where she chokes up as she's talking about the man the rapist and i will attest that she was like the punishment for rape is death and i'm like yeah absolutely i'm all about that yeah honestly i'm all about all of this like the salvaging (laughs) i'm totally fine with if it's completely divorced from everything else about this society totally if the punishment for rape is a bunch of women rip you to shreds you might not rape call me crazy i think we're gonna see a real drop in that one in three statistic i agree there's just you know well the thing to the thing i was gonna put to you is do you think that it was it it was rape or do you think it was maybe like an offred nick type of situation where they were having consensual as consensual sex as you can have. I am going to not express an opinion yet because the way that this salvaging goes in the book is so different from how it goes in the movie. Mm -hmm. The movie. The TV show. (laughs) You sound like Red Scott. He does that all the time. (laughs) The movie Game of Thrones is so good. (laughs) My mantra is don't be like Red Scott on a podcast. (laughs) 
that's not don't mispronounce everything um he mispronounces everything let's be real he does i love you red (laughs) you're almost this is now red all over we just talked about red we just talked about red scott the comedian and photographer and our friend (gasps) but (laughs) in the book this happens so much later and off glenn is the one who like delivers the killing blow to this guy and off red is not really that she's not really participating that much <laughs> so it's very different so i want to wait and just kind of see okay but I, I know what you're saying and i who who knows yeah and i, I don't i don't this mean, is, i don't this say is a that society where the truth is irrelevant oh boy <sighs> hang on i'm <sighs> i just realized what i said <sighs> and now i have to go lie down <laughs> Can we go back to yoga, please? Oh, God. I would love to go back to yoga. We're like, we're all like our own Nero's doing yoga while Rome burns. <laughs> we totally are. We're like, I feel so centered. Uh, oh, did we bomb Syria? Oh, oh OMG. Jeez, Louise. We have always been at war. <sighs> it's so funny because it's like so apt that this show is coming out right now. But mm-hmm. it's also like, ugh. Okay. Help. Um, Help me. The one thing, I, there's like one more thing I really want to talk about. And then we can, I don't know how much more there is you want to talk about. Um, but I took some, oh, I have one great joke. Can I? Yeah, do your great joke. Okay. Because so. my thing is very serious. Okay, perfect. Perf. Uh, so, Re the Salvaging, I think it was very, uh, I remember when we were watching it, you said, where's Janine? And Janine is standing in the sidelines just loving it and holding her pregnant belly uh, she looks so demented oh it's so great um and it's like you know how they always tell you like when you're pregnant like don't eat sushi uh-huh don't uh don't drink don't don't, don't participate in the yeah. execution of rapists <laughs> don't participate anybody when you're pregnant oh if you're listening God. to this and you're pregnant don't, don't participate. Do you're gonna want to do it and we get it we get, we it. get it it's like how some women want to eat dirt but just don't do either <laughs> of those things okay don't do <laughs> That was my joke. Thank you. One of the things that I loved so much, and you get this, I think, the most in the conversations that we see between June and Moira, Mm -hmm. is the lies women tell each other so we don't commit suicide. And this is barely an exaggeration. It's like a birthday lie. It is like a birthday (laughs) lie. But, you know, when they're in the Red Center and Moira's like, no, we're going to get her back. We're going to get your daughter back. And it's like, no, you're not. And uh, when Alfred is walking with of Glenn and she's saying, oh, you know, Moira's out there somewhere. That gives me hope. And the lies that women tell each other, the lies we tell ourselves. Totally. Totally. Just to serve. Just to be. Just to continue living in this extremely hostile world. Oh, man. And it is hostile. It's so hostile. It's so hostile. It's so much more violent in the show than the book because you see everything oh, I instead was talking of imagining about our actual reality. Oh, <laughs> which is also a lot more violent than we think it is. Oh God, um, it so is. It so well, is. And I just, yeah. I mean, I think they do a good job in this book showing the violence of being a woman. Mm-hmm. So it's violent. I've never seen a more accurate artistic explanation of my menstrual cycle like from start to finish this pilot i'm like it's exactly like this that's exactly what pain feels like it's a quote from the movie pumpkin (laughs) how many more references of the weird movies i watched in college are we gonna shoehorn into this podcast 
Mm, delightful. All right. So I guess we can wrap this up. I'm so excited for this next episode. I am episode. so excited for the next this episode. Is beautiful. Now, hey, I have a question for you mm-hmm. at the outset of this. Do you think that they're going to complete the arc in this season or are they going to pull some like bullshit like Handmaid's Tale season two let's see what happens I I I truly hope they don't don't do that I there's just there's not enough there's not enough source material for it totally but do you think like what if what if they cut it off what if they cut the season strategically but it's 10 episodes right uh, yeah. I don't think they can. I don't think so. I, I don't genuinely don't want them to, but I've I've been burned by TV before. I girl, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Lost. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay? Okay, don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Don't do it. Hey Molly, what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at Serious Molly, and I also have another podcast called Failure Launch. What's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is at the Fatling, and I have another podcast called Up Yours Downstairs. How weird is that? It is so weird that we both have other podcasts. Oh my god! Uh, Are there other podcasts other there than this one? Because there's a few, Whatever. not that many. Like okay. I don't think it's ever going to take off. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you should definitely rate and review this podcast Please. on iTunes yep. uh, and Google Play and wherever the heck else you're getting this podcast. Tell everybody you can, however you can, that we're doing this. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. We don't have a twitter handle because we just can't even we can't have another twitter handle no. we talked about it and we think it would be really toxic for both of us so. <laughs> um but definitely find us on facebook and uh yeah i think that's all of the promo that we have to do all right you all know right. how we end this show no lite te bastardes carborundorum dun 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 dun